Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram Roadmap for Educators. One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life. In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better. We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. As every teacher knows, there's something special about the beginning of a new school year. Each new year brings new beginnings, new opportunities, and a fresh start with fresh faces. Today, we are talking about steps that you can take to make sure the year gets off to a great start. Keep listening as we count down our top 10 suggestions for starting the new school year with energy, strength, and optimism. Welcome to Season 2 of the Inspired Together Teachers Podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. We love the start of a new school year, and we bet you do too. There's little that can compare to the excitement and opportunity that a new school year brings, along with the smell of new pencils. There's so much potential that is out in front of us waiting for the teachers and students to bring it to life. There'll be new relationships, new colleagues, and new students. There will be opportunity for new ways of learning and plenty of light bulb moments. There'll also be growth for the students and for you. Call us eternal optimists, but we want to embrace each new year and give it our best. So we created a countdown of 10 of our favorite suggestions for starting the school year with energy, strength, and optimism. We're excited to share them with you. Let's start our countdown with success tip number 10. Create a good subfolder. We believe in the power of a really great substitute folder, and the beginning of the school year is the perfect time to create that subfolder. It is going to happen that you're going to be sick or have some unexpected emergency that's going to require you to be absent from school without planning. No matter how healthy you are, you're going to be in contact with students who sometimes come to school ill, and you're just going to sleep better knowing that you have a solid subfolder when those unexpected sick days occur. Trying to prepare good lessons when you're not feeling well or when you are in the midst of a family emergency is no fun. So we recommend that you prepare a complete and highly usable subfolder. We have an entire blog post on our website dedicated to specific items to add to your subfolder, and we'll link to that in the show notes. At the very least, we suggest you include the following, your daily and weekly class schedule, class attendance lists, and seating charts, 
attendance and lunch count procedures, passwords to your whiteboard or computer, a list of classroom rules and expectations, a list of students with medical concerns, location of emergency information, a general note explaining routines, the list of reliable students and colleagues who will answer questions and be helpful. And then lastly, we would suggest that you have two to three days worth of lesson plans and activities that are related to your subject and that provide important skill work. Make this something that's useful and generic, perhaps a review, something that they can grab at any time and use with students. Though it does take some time to set up that good subfolder initially, the time will be well spent when you find yourself suddenly ill or in the midst of a family emergency. You'll just feel a level of security and comfort knowing that you have done your best to leave your students in good hands and also to leave the substitute in a good position. I once found myself unexpectedly subbing one morning in a kindergarten classroom. My experience is much more upper elementary, middle school, high school, and I've been a college teacher, so I was way out of my comfort zone in a classroom full of kindergartners. I was so excited when I looked around the room and I found a subfolder, but I was a whole lot less excited when I opened it and it was completely empty. I would have loved to have found something like a class schedule or just some general activities I could do with kindergartners. I didn't know what time they went to lunch. These little people people still take naps? I don't know. Any of those things, Michelle, that you just listed would have been so helpful to me. Let's talk about success tip number nine. Build time for yourself into every day. It's important to take some time to recharge your battery. Try to do at least one small thing every day that makes you calm, happy, that feeds your soul, even if it's only for 10 or 15 minutes, if that's all you can manage. This will help you to stay positive and connected to your values. Many of you are exploring ways to teach mindfulness to your students. It's also important for you. Stress is real and it has many negative effects. You give so much to so many every day. If you're looking for some ideas for self-care, we did a podcast episode, episode 16, where we talked about the difference between real self-care and faux self-care. We will link to that in the show notes. The question you're probably thinking is, where am I going to find the time? Well, you don't find the time. You have to create it. We often talk about time blocking. You can just use a weekly schedule, put in all the times of your classes, your prep times, and your family times that you're required to do things. Then look at where the leftover blocks are. Include blocks for your classes, project and work time blocks. So what are you going to do during your prep time? Some people blocks to remind you to spend time with people you care about. Buffer blocks where you just take a bunch of short little things like phone calls or emails and put them all together. And then most importantly here is that personal time block to find that time in your week where you can do something that you love that restores you. Success tip number eight, help the students get to know you. When students feel like they know and understand you, it will go a long way in making your school year run smoothly. Let the students know a bit about you right from the beginning. Tell a funny story about your dog or talk about your favorite sports or activities. Maybe share a read aloud from your favorite book. Students will respond better to someone they know, like, and trust. You can share bits of yourself without oversharing or becoming a friend rather than a teacher, which is sometimes why people don't share. But it can be done. 
One of our favorite teachers has a framed picture of himself when he was the same age as his students, so they can envision him when he was their age. Other teachers like to share pictures of their summer adventures. For example, maybe you project that funny picture of you looking terrified while you're whitewater rafting over the summer. That might spark a conversation later with a student who comes up to say, I felt that same way when I was kayaking with my uncle. All of those little details about yourself at the beginning of the year can lead to big connections throughout the rest of the year. So sprinkle them in. That leads right into success tip number seven, to establish positive relationships with parents and guardians right from the start. At some point in the year, you're going to want to talk with parents and you don't want the first thing they ever hear from you to be that their child is failing or that there are behavior issues that need to be addressed. Start the new year by introducing yourself. Write a note to parents in a letter home or a newsletter or in your parent communication portal. Give a few details about your interests, your education, and your hopes and dreams for learning this school year. Then follow that up with information about your expectations and procedures. You can also include a syllabus, a description of some of the content you will explore, or the projects that the students will do. This is also a good place to establish boundaries. You can tell parents the best way to contact you and the times that you are available to schedule a phone call. Success tip number six, be open to change. Flexibility is uncomfortable for many teachers who are naturally organized and well-planned. Teaching involves working with real, live, active participants whose needs are ever-changing and always evolving. There are going to be situations that are out of your control. Be open to change. Sometimes the very best strategy is to go with the flow and figure things out as you go. If you thrive on being well-planned, create some contingency plans for days when your regular plans aren't possible. Setting a goal to go with the flow right from the beginning of the year will set you on the right path towards a successful school year. We know one middle school teacher who taught us this cheeky motto. In our classroom, flexibility is our favorite F word. Success tip number five, get to know students as individuals and as learners. This goes hand in hand with tip number eight. Let the students get to know you. And in return, it is important that you get to know the students as individuals. Building good relationships with students involves getting to know who you students are. Ask about their interests, backgrounds, families, favorite sports teams, and pets. Give students interest inventories or have younger students draw pictures of things that are important to them. Look at student records to find out about medical issues such as allergies or any other special concerns. The more you know about individual students, the better the bonds you will be able to create with them. It's not just getting to know them as people, but getting to know them as learners. The better you know them as learners, the better you can help them learn. So give them learning inventories or multiple intelligence surveys and ask them to answer questions such as, how can I help you learn best? Other good questions are, tell me about a time when learning was fun for you, a time when learning was easy for you, or a struggle for you. Be sure to check the students' IEPs and understand the types of accommodations you will want to provide for them. Ask for clarifications if something is not clear. The better you know about them as learners, the better you can help them learn. 
Let's move on to success tip number four, create a classroom environment that you love. This is a good one for me to share because I think I'm secretly an interior designer. The way rooms feel really makes a difference to me. So don't just accept everything that's in your classroom when you walk in the door. You know, you get to arrange the furniture and most of you do that, but you can also find different furniture, maybe something that meets your needs. Most schools have a secret room in the basement or behind the gym somewhere with leftover odds and ends. So go thrifting, add a table or another bookshelf, get rid of something in your room that you're not using that takes up too much room. Make a classroom work well for you and for your students. Ask yourself, what would I need in order to make this room function well? Consider the colors of your room. How does it feel? Is it open? Is it inviting? Is it warm? Consider adding different lighting if you're allowed to do that. Harsh overhead lights are really not the best and most conducive to learning. Add some plants. Don't be afraid to add something fun, quirky, or personal. We've seen stuffed animals as classroom mascots, and they hold fun signs with reminders or compliments, and even a model of a human skeleton that dressed up with hats, ties, sports shirts, and was always decorated for different holidays and events. I worked in a school where the second graders had a class orangutan. They talked to him and they gave him books and he left signs for them. And I was going to a conference in Milwaukee one time and the second grader knocked on the door and said, Mr. Orangutan would like to go to Milwaukee because he's never been there. So I took a stuffed animal to Milwaukee with me and took pictures. It made the class experience fun. And then there's bulletin boards. Make bulletin boards that work for you. If you love bulletin boards and you love changing them out, good for you. I hate making bulletin boards, but I have some great bulletin board ideas. You can put up a background and make a quote board and you leave the background and each week you can just change out and put a new quote up. You can use a large map, use it to pin things to or to discuss connections with content. Leave one board for student work and student ideas. You can cover it with that blank white roll paper most schools have. Then you can have students do active learning, write their key takeaways, or the next time they can write a connection to something they learned and something that's in their life. The ideas are endless. Whatever you do, make your space a space that you love to be in and that your students love to be in because you're going to be spending a lot of your life in that classroom. Tip number three, create a folder called positive notes for days I really need them. If you haven't yet made yourself a folder titled positive notes for days I really need them, the beginning of the school year is the perfect time to create one. As a teacher, you are going to make a difference to someone. It's the nature of our profession that sometimes you never know how much you might have affected someone. Fortunately, there are times when you will know. People are going to thank you. You're going to get a scribbled card written in messy crayon that says you're the best teacher. Or maybe you'll get a grateful email from a parent or a guidance counselor. Maybe you'll get a note of thanks written on a post-it from a colleague. Someone will tell you you're doing a good job. Get yourself a folder, a box, or an accordion file and save every single one of those positive notes. Save them for the days that are difficult because there's going to be plenty of those. Save them for the days that you're working too hard or you feel that you're not making enough money and maybe it just doesn't seem worth it. Save those notes for those days when a parent makes you cry or you're feeling tired of dealing with everything. Because when you are down and struggling and you take out that folder and you start reading, those messages, notes, and cards will lift you up. 
They will encourage you. They will remind you that what you are doing matters. They will make you smile. They might make you cry, but they will definitely feed your soul and revive your spirit. If you're looking for more information on a type of folder like this, we wrote a whole blog post about it and we'll link to it in the show notes as well. Both Michelle and I have these folders. We've even spilled over into boxes. We visit those often when we really need to. And sometimes I don't even visit mine. I just look at it and my heart is filled with warmth. I do that too. And I like just knowing that it's there. I actually have multiple folders. I've been in education a long time, so I've built up a collection. Our next tip is success tip number two. Focus on building good relationships with students. The more you know and understand students, the easier it will be to teach them. The more that they know you care, the more likely it is that they will thrive. When students thrive, they can learn. Spend as much time as you can in the early weeks of school getting to know them and helping them to know each other. Building relationships with them from the beginning maximizes opportunities to expand upon that connection all year long. Everyone likes to be called by their name and using students' names when you talk to them is a sign of respect. Get to know students' names as soon as possible. Ask students how to pronounce unfamiliar names and if they prefer a variation or a nickname. Greet students at the door each morning or each time they come into your classroom if you teach in upper grades. Call on students by name. Seating charts and name tags on desks may help you for the first few days. Knowing the names probably seems like a really obvious step, but it shows students that you care. It's also really effective if you have online assignments and you respond to them to start it with their name. If you're a teacher who sees hundreds of students in a day, you might be thinking, how can this work for me? Right at the beginning of the year, consider taking a picture of each student, adding their name to a list as you take their pictures, and then creating a class roster for yourself with their pictures associated with the names. Then you have that photographic roster that can help you learn the students' names better. Whether you put that into a Word document, whether you put it into a PowerPoint, however you organize that for yourself, that will help you to get to know their names and they will appreciate that you took the time to do it. We can't say enough about the power of building relationships with your students. Having a relationship with a student makes those difficult conversations just a little bit easier. And then it makes the celebrations of students' accomplishments just a little bit more sweet. We love this quote from Dan Rather. It really shows the power of a positive student-teacher relationship. The dream begins with a teacher who believes in you, who tugs and pushes and leads you to the next plateau, sometimes poking you with a sharp stick called truth. We can have much more truthful conversations with our students when we have built that strong relationship. Finally, our top tip for getting off to a great start this school year, spend time building classroom community. Students who know, like, and understand each other will work better together. Time spent at the beginning of the year can go a long way towards building a positive classroom community. Use community building activities during the first weeks of school that will help the students to get to know each other. Use your favorite ones or search for even more new ones online. We also have a blog post entitled Essential Tips for the First Week of School that lists some of our favorite community building activities, and we will link to that in the show notes. Another great way to build community is just to have really good conversations about things that matter to them. Be honest and respectful. Let them share their ideas and opinions. You can have a classroom meeting or in elementary grades, you can use your morning circle time. The first weeks of school can make or break how your school year unfolds. 
Getting off on the right foot will help you set expectations that will reward you all year long. The time you spend building community in the beginning of the year will pay off in terms of better relationships with and between the students. Students are going to be more engaged with you and with each other, which will result in fewer classroom management issues. That is an excellent way to start the year. We're going to end today with a quote from one of our favorite educators and authors, Esme Codell. She says, 31 chances, 31 futures, our futures. It's an almost psychotic feeling, believing that part of their lives belongs to me. Everything they become, I also become. And everything about me, they helped to create. Let's recap today's episode. Starting the new school year with energy, strength, and optimism will set the stage for a happier and more engaged school year. Don't delay. Start that subfolder and the folder for the positive notes for days I really need them. Get to know your students, their names, what they're like as people and learners, and let them learn a bit about you too. Send a positive message to parents. Be sure to set aside a little time for yourself each day. Be open to change. Create your classroom in a way that makes it a great space for you and your students. Focus on building those good relationships with students. And remember, you can't do enough community building in the first weeks of school. All of your efforts will ensure a more positive experience for you and for your students for the rest of the year. In true teacher fashion, we end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to write down your favorite tips from this episode. Keep that list with you as you plan for the first weeks of school and then reference it regularly when you are in the first weeks of school. We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. So reach out to us on social media, through our email, or on our website. And be sure to hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so that you will never miss an episode. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.